Well, leaving is always difficult, and after several foreign postings and four years in Washington as the ABC's Washington Bureau Chief, Zoe Daniel is now returning home with her family. She reflects on the highlights of a tumultuous time in US politics and her worries about the safety of her kids. By the time you hear this, I'll be almost home. Back to Australian summer, to a warm Christmas at the beach, nippers, barbecues and that ever-growing bushfire threat, leaving the frozen streets of Washington behind. Leaving DC winter to go to Australian summer is about as big a weather contrast as you could get. Here right now, the trees are leafless skeletons and the skies are mostly grey. Browning leaves are piled up on the curbs. The people scurry around in puffy coats and boots, braced against the icy wind. No doubt in a few weeks, when I'm selling sausages as a volunteer at the surf club, I'll wonder, did that actually ever happen? I hope that Hillary gets elected. I I think that Trump could really hurt us. I like him a lot. He's just, he's he's sincere, even though people might consider him a dumb person. Thank you. Four tumultuous years in America, during the strangest of strange political cycles, have passed in a blink. And now I once again enter the weirdly discombobulating world of the returning correspondent, where home can feel like the most foreign place. I've already had to Google how to connect electricity. I have no idea how the NBN works, though I'm told it's not well. My Medicare card has expired and my MyGov login isn't working. Surprise! And although I will have a role with the ABC, I don't yet know what that is. So there's a lot of uncertainty. No doubt turning off my Trump alerts and stepping into relax mode will feel like going from 100 to zero overnight. And I view it with a mix of excitement and dread. But although I'm the recovering foreign correspondent in the mix, there are four people and a dog making this transition. It's a big moment for us as a family. To answer your first question, the dog went ahead of us and Tully is already out of quarantine, safe and sound with buddies awaiting our arrival. My husband is an expert at reinventing himself and his career. He's torn about leaving, but he'll make it work. He always does. But the kids are now old enough to think beyond just following mum and dad. Our son was conceived when I was Africa correspondent. He and our daughter were both babies when we moved to Southeast Asia. Their baby and toddler years were spent in Cambodia and Thailand. And when we arrived in the US, our son was eight, our daughter seven. One will be 13 in January. The other is 11. Despite their international upbringing, both remain fiercely Australian and have proudly retained their Aussie accents. Yet they've barely lived there. And as our son has realised in these last few weeks as we've packed up our American home, leaving is hard, even when you're heading back home. I've realised, he said to me, that I've spent the part of my childhood that I'll most remember in America. truth, as my husband and I have pushed ahead with our respective careers here, 
the kids have also thrived. Our son has played elite soccer. Our daughter has excelled at drama in a country that places strong emphasis on teaching confidence and leadership. And in many ways, despite some deep differences, the US is so like Australia day to day that it might be easier to simply stay. But there's one big reason not to. Stations, heads up, we will be breaking away on Live Channel 3 momentarily. That's the alert that we get on our office squawk box from ABC America when news is breaking. It's often political, but frequently it's about an active shooter somewhere in the country. All too frequently, that shooter is in a school. We need to dig out of this hole. We need to step out of it and take a look back and realise there's something seriously wrong here. And some of our policymakers and some people need to look in, they need to look in the mirror and take some action. Parenting in America can be terrifying, especially as a journalist who frequently covers mass shootings in nightclubs, at concerts, at shopping centres and in schools. The coverage becomes eerily formulaic. Aerial shots of police swarming the school, students being evacuated by police, running out in lines, hands on heads, ambulances pulling up, parents arriving and then waiting, waiting, waiting for their children to come out alive. Kids being tearfully interviewed by the cable channels. Thoughts and prayers. Repeat, 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 repeat. I heard the gunshots and I've heard the shooter walk down the hallway shooting more kids. I've heard a, uh, a young man crying for his mother dying. Every school day for the last four years, I've breathed a sigh of relief at 3.30pm. Every time I hear a siren, I wonder where it's headed. Every time that squawk box speaks, I hold my breath that this time it'll be that middle school where both of our children are in class. My husband remarked that every time he passes a school now, he visually assesses its security. The children and I have had several conversations about what to do if a shooter enters their school. Walking the dog one day a few days after the Parkland shooting in Florida, my son and I had a lengthy conversation about ballistics, weapon types and how far bullets travel. We talked about the accuracy of pistols versus combat weapons like the AR-15 and whether he could expect to be hit or missed if he was running away from the active shooter. When the kids started middle school, we talked about a plan. Could you get out a window? Do you know where the exits are? What's your strategy? Remember the mantra, run, hide, fight. Having been through several drills in which the kids giggle and muck about, my daughter asked, how would we ever know if it was real? Well, you'd hear gunshots. Oh, she said. No child, no teacher should ever be in danger in an American school. No parent should ever have to fear for their sons and daughters when they kiss them goodbye in the morning. But they do. Of course they do. And I do. For all its faults, the United States is a place that truly gets under your skin. But as high school looms, it's time for our kids to be Australian. And it's time for all of us to come home. And we wish Zoe Daniel and her family an easy transition back into Australian life. And Zoe, if you do work out the NBN, please let the rest of us know.